hi, I'm Sherilyn Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horst. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. We have a beautiful, beautiful book. Twin Peaks Unwrap the Book. You can get it at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are limited. Uh, get this bad boy while it's hot. Want to say we're under the 300 mark for these books. Yes. And then yes. once they're gone, they are gone. Our thinking would be that the book would be gone by the end of the year. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to last that long. But the idea was that, hey, this is the 30th anniversary. Like, wouldn't it be cool just to have a book that could be available to really diehard Twin Peaks fans? We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. And welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ben. How are you? I'm great. I could listen to that whole song. I know. Christabel, she is amazing. She's so good. So here we are, part 122. What episode? 122? Man, we're like, we're moving and chugging along. And people always say to us, you know, are you going to keep doing a weekly show? And yeah. This is our last show. Yeah, this is our last show. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. Actually, there's no, there's nothing else to this show, so we're just going to say goodbye now, and you're just listening to about a minute of our show here. <laughs> oh my God, Ben. Um, we've got a great show today. We do. We have... All right, we're on the phone with Harley Payton, executive producer and writer of Channel Zero, and we also know him from Twin Peaks as a writer and producer. Hi, Harley. Hi, how you doing? Good. So, boy, there's so much to talk about. I guess I want to start with uh, Twin Peaks. Yes. I mean, you were involved with the, uh, season two with the ending, and there was all yep. kinds of cliffhangers. And, and so oh, I'm yeah. so curious to know what you think of this new series, 2017 Twin Peaks. I mean, I mean my feelings about it have kind of evolved over time, um, over, yeah. over the watching of it. I mean, I think that coming to it, it was hard not to have a series of expectations relating to okay what's everybody doing right like what is what is every character doing this many years later understanding that certain characters are just not going to be there um but still that expectation and so and i think that was the toughest hurdle that mark and david probably had to kind of jump over and they just they didn't jump over it they just blew it up so (laughs) there there wasn't really and so i was i had to go through this kind of grieving process of like I don't know, Dougie, what the fuck is happening? And, and, and it, it just took me a while to get into the world as they wanted to. You know, there was, yeah. it, it clearly wasn't the series that I wanted. Oh, well, who knows? But that yeah. I wanted to do it was the series that they wanted to do. And once I made that bargain, I then went through this 18 hours, you know, for the most part, pretty transported by it. I mean, there were certainly times when I went, 
oh man, pick it up, pick up the pace. <laughs> but you know, because they wrote whatever it was, ten hours worth of scripts, and right. it was eighteen hours, eighteen hours of show. Yeah. So that certainly meant there were going to be a lot of moments where David was going to go off on a walkabout, and 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 for me, you just never know. Sometimes that's brilliant. Um, I thought the the penultimate episode was just stunning. Hmm. Um, and I thought David's direction, it had all these echoes of like Douglas Cirque movies with those black and white compositions. I mean, it was so amazing to me. And that was really, particularly David as director at his best. And then the last episode I was less fond of, um, for example, you know, because you just, you never know with David. So the less, and even though I was sort of on board for the idea of a Laura Cooper road trip, um, it just didn't, it didn't land for me, quite frankly. But overall, I had a great time. I mean, listen, there's very few shows that I go, okay, it's Sunday now, I gotta watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously I have all those emotional connections to it in the past. And, and Mark Frost and I talk, you know, three or four times a week. So there was plenty of, for us to talk about, although it's usually politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, it's, it, it was fascinating for me and it was great to see the various performances. I mean, Kyle was amazing. He was. Um, but, you know, I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, Norma and Hank at long last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Norma yes, and right? Me, Norma and Ed, they for, so deserve each other. Yeah, yeah. And for me, there's just times when I really, that's what I wanted. I wanted some of the Bob Lamenti old music cues even. True. And so that, and so that it was, again, it was, it was, a, I would say it's a complicated viewing experience. And also, I think it probably has more to do with Firewalk with me than the original series in a lot of ways. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. certainly stylistically. Um, and it, but the, but there is something amazing about it, and the, uh, and once again, nothing else like it on television. Yeah, and, yeah. nothing and, like it. And, and it was clear that I mean, it was easy to say that about the original Twin Peaks. You know, but coming back all these years later, obviously with the things that are happening in TV now, and I'm watching Legion and all these various shows. Yeah. You know, it was a lot harder to kind of expect that once again it would be well beyond what's currently being done. But that's exactly what what they did, and that in and of itself is pretty amazing. It was. It was such yeah. an undertaking. I mean, it's something. And we just talked to uh, Sabrina Sutherland, and it was just interesting to hear that like David Lynch was involved with everything, like from you know, of course, for, for, with working with Mark on the writing, but then to be the sets right. and the and the uh, the clothing, and and he was even at one point editing the show himself at, so the, very like, end, at yeah. the very end. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. That is something else. Oh man, yeah. I, I was actually talking to a friend, Eben, who was saying how he missed your writing, though. Like he loved what you did on the original no. series, and I, I still love just give yourself a gift every day. But you, there was so yeah, many, there were so many things, and it, it just twenty seventeen is just a different beast. It's just a different animal. It's something different. But yeah, you still you you brought something really special to the original series with your writing. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, it, listen, it was, it was just a different show. And, and it's, and, you know, listen, I remember when Mark called me up and said, look, I just want you to be the first one to know that David and I wrote all these scripts. And, and it's, and listen, it's hard to complain about that. So yeah. it's, 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 so I, I ended up coming to the third season really just as a, a, a viewer with some special interests, I guess. But yeah, it was, uh, listen, working on that original show was a great opportunity and, and it allowed me to write things that I have had, you know, little opportunity to write since in a lot of ways. So so that's been great for me, and and it's and I, and I obviously I'm very flattered, and it's great to hear nice things about my original work. Um, so you know, yeah, it's it's I'll always have a sort of odd place in this ecosystem because coming from that first original experience, and then now you've added this third season, which I suspect will be the last. But again, clearly never say never when it comes to Twin Peaks. Yeah, no, because yeah, David Lynch just came out and said if there was a season four, it would be a couple years down the road. 
And it, and it took them like four and a half years yeah. to, to with the script and to do all that. So I guess yeah. that makes makes sense. And they're they're not getting younger. So <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's look. I mean, that was to me one of the open questions when you know when they started. I mean, David hadn't directed in in earnest in like I think over ten years. So it's pretty amazing when you think of just that that feat and i think it's because he just approaches it in his own way i i that maybe it's less stressful for him than it is for other people but that's an enormous undertaking yeah and and so for him to do that and 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 even the things that i didn't like forget that just the fact that this thing held together like that from a directorial perspective i mean there's some amazing stuff along the way i mean episode eight is one of the most amazing hours of television i've ever seen oh yeah definitely and i mean so you know you you can't help but just kind of look at that with a great deal of admiration um always understanding how important mark is to that process and and that's really the point i mean it's whether the two of them will come back together to do this again or because it wouldn't be twin peaks if it wasn't both of them and you know that's Mm -hmm. that's about their lives too you know so it's really just about what you know as you say yeah maybe it would take four years maybe not i mean it's it's the the thing about uh, actually either the 17th or 18th episodes it wasn't like either of them gave you a sort of ramp to another season but neither did they feel like an ending in a lot of ways although i thought that that beautiful sequence where then suddenly you got you know, gone fishing, and there's huh. gosh, there's all those characters, and there's Josie looking in the mirror. She's yeah. out of the, you know, she's out <laughs> of the bureau knob, uh. and it was like it was so great to see them, and it was beautifully sort of colored, and you know, and that moment where you know, wrapped in plastic, where she that it vanishes. I, I just thought that was stunning. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and I know that's something that Mark had thought a lot about, and and it, it so that you could certainly say that that felt like an ending. Then you had. Then the next hour, which felt a little tacked on to me. And, you know, and that also got you a different perspective, sort of on the same notion that, you know, Cooper's trying to go back to the past to fix things in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I was going to say, with 17, with 17, I still can't tell. Some people think that uh, Cooper altered history, and I kind of feel like he was trying to do that with Lo- pulling Laura, and then Laura got away and didn't change history. But how would you. Did he. Did. Laura you know what I think? I think it was. I think it was open. I think it's open to interpretation. I, yeah. I as they were doing it, I was thinking, oh wow, he's you know, uh, Jeffries has helped him go back in the past, and he's now going to lead her away. Yeah. And you do have her, you know, her body disappearing on the beach. Right. So in, in theory, Pete doesn't discover it that morning. But I, I don't think it's like, oh, so Laura grew up to be a high school teacher in jail. You know, in other words, <laughs> yeah. I don't. It's never that simple in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And and I and I suspect that. Um, who is it who descended to the underworld and, you know, don't look back? Is that Orpheus? It's Orpheus. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's, it's that myth. It's a little bit like that. And I just feel like, I feel like there's, I think there's a price to be paid and you could hear it in her scream and when she vanishes. And, mm. you know, I, I think it was an, I think it was an imperfect act of heroism that, you know, I think it's left open-ended and left that way on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and I, you know, the 18th hour sort of amplifies that in some ways. I mean, it's really the same thing all over again from a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, this he's literally trying to take her home. So it's, you know, it, 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 it to me, it was unnecessary. But having said that, yeah, I, I, I don't think in either case, you know, you're not going to get a, a soft landing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't think we got that. And just to me, there was still these cliffhangers. And I almost felt like, you know, with Mark, he had said that in the first season, they purposely left it open in the hopes of season yeah. two. Season two, yeah. they purposely left it open in the hopes of season three. And I guess yeah. I wanted to believe it's like, well, maybe they're purposely leaving things open in the hopes of another season. But I don't know. 
I, I don't think they think that way. I, mm-hmm. I know Mark doesn't, and I doubt that David does. Yeah. I mean, I th- I, they definitely did originally. There's no right. question about that. But I think in this case, it, it was such a unique opportunity, and, and, and it really felt like a single opportunity. So I don't think – I think that the things that feel like cliffhangers in this third season are really just loose ends that they either didn't want to tie up or didn't have the time to. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, that just for me – and that's me as a viewer. That's not having special information. But, but I, just, I just felt like there were certain questions that were – were begged or, you know, or Richard and Linda, for God's sakes. But I mean, all these various, you know, these things are kind of thrown out and some of them are just David. I mean, David's working on the fly. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I think, I think there's a little bit of that too. It's, I mean, the one thing about Twin Peaks is it was never made with the sort of care, and this isn't a criticism, but with the sort of care that's brought to, to kind of regular television shows hmm. where everything is mapped out and you can't leave the audience with any questions that might irritate them. You know, you've got to answer every question. You've got to cross every T and dot every I. Now, people have gone away from that. I mean, Damon Lindelof does it in all his work. So, and he hmm. always cites Twin Peaks as a huge influence. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that's always the way it was. And it was certainly that way with this third season. Um, they're just yeah. certain things that, you know, that you're not going to get answers for. And, and that's okay. Right. I mean, yeah. to me, the bigger questions, most of the questions that I really wanted answered were answered. Uh, maybe not Audrey Horn so much, but, right. yeah, <laughs> most of, but, but most of them, most of them were. Yeah. Um, Being a fan. Sometimes, of, sometimes yeah. I feel like David gets in a narrative cul-de-sac and he goes, ah, fuck it. Just scream. And then, <laughs> and then I guess you're done. Right. But, but yeah. So there are some things. But again, it all. To me, it does in a weird way. The math of it adds up. So I was, you know, I was happy with that. Yeah. You mentioned Audrey. That was another thing that you were good with. Your writing, you really had a great uh, thing uh, with writing with Audrey and Cooper together. And that's what I was yeah. really, really hoping. Even if it took it to 18, I was hoping <laughs> we'd have some kind of exchange with the two of them. But You would think. Yeah. You would think. And I, you know, listen, in this case, I really I am not privy to the sort of backstage stuff. But that really feels – it almost feels like she was on vacation and came back and they went, OK, we got to figure out an Audrey story. Yeah. I mean it didn't, it didn't feel that – I mean it was kind of fascinating and weird and who knew what was going on. Yeah. But it also felt completely distant from the rest of the show. Yes. And I, I loved seeing it. I, I thought she was wonderful and I, I, you know, all that stuff was really fun. Um, but again, I don't know the reasons for it. But yeah, of, of course, I mean that – I think the things if – I, if I thought about things I missed the most – it would be that and and no Heather Graham. I mean, yeah. that to me. We thought it would be mean, a really surprise. Wanted, we thought we were going to get Heather. Yeah. yeah, I really wanted I Annie. thought maybe – yeah, I, I sort of – I think I must have known in advance because they kept publishing those cast lists. But yeah, that was one. And again, I, I don't – you know, no one's ever – I've never heard of a reason why she wasn't in there. But, you know, there's those – you know, it's I, it's funny. I ran into Lonnie Von Dolan recently and he was saying, God, if only my character hadn't died. Um <laughs> So it's, you know, but there are certain people, obviously, you're not going to be back. But, um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, as you were watching this this new series, were there scenes where you say, oh, that's definitely Mark Frost? Like, I know you mentioned last time about Wally Brando, that that was Absolutely. Def- that was yeah, really him. Yeah. Were there other things that you saw that's like, oh, that's definitely Mark's uh, work? work it, yeah, yeah, well, there's, yeah, well, certainly there's, I mean, there's certain moments of dialogue where I, that it seems very clear to me. Also, some conceptual things. I mean, episode eight, I mean, it was, I think, one of those really rare moments when every cylinder is firing and the two of them are in kind of perfect sync. Yeah. And and I think that whole notion of the atomic bomb tests and the way that links to other things, that's, to me, classic Mark. Yeah. And because I know he thinks a lot about that stuff and actually in his book, 
you get a sense of that stuff too. That yes. you know the Twin the Twin Peaks book that he wrote. Right. So that to me, when I, it's funny because so many people watch that episode and, and talked about David's Bravier directing, and it was amazing. <laughs> but for me, that conceptually, it was like that's Mark. I mean, yeah. I know it. I mean, that's just I just you know I could feel that. I also felt that a lot in, in episode seventeen. To be yeah. perfectly honest with yeah, you, I mean, yeah, yep. I, I felt like that penultimate episode really felt like that was where he wanted to go. And, um, and, you know, listen, there's always a push and pull between the two of them and that's, they've had a pretty unique creative relationship. So, you know, and there are going to be moments when one seems to step forward. Um, I mean, I think season three, because David's directing was so much more like Wild Earth than the original Twin Peaks. I mean, it was much more stylized and there was a, a lot more money to work with. Right. Um, you know, so I think that was inevitable in its way. Not necessarily a bad thing at all. I mean, it was beautiful to look at. Yes. There were truly some amazing, amazing things in it. Um, and and Mark had his great cameo, so I was happy to see that as well. <laughs> walking his dog through the woods. Uh, but, you know, with, so that was sweet. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So the, when this comes out, it's going to be the week of uh, Channel Zero coming out. So that's really yes. exciting. Can you share for people who don't know Channel Zero and uh, the new uh, this new season is uh, the no ha- uh, no end house? Can you share, yes. share with people? Tell people what that's about. Yeah, it's this is the second six that we put together. We we've done we've done six six. We've done we've shot now three six episode stories. There's a fourth one where the scripts are about to be written. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is the second one. I gotta say, this is my favorite and and they're, they're all super cool, but I think this one is just awesome. And it's, it's, it starts out as a sort of classic, um, in a way haunted house story, which is to say, you know, four kids are going to this Halloween house, this no end house that has this weird reputation. It tends to show up in places when no one's looking for it. And it's it basically it's like an art installation in many ways. Hmm. And there's a and there's a certain number of rooms. And if you can get through every room, you sort of win a prize, right? And the notion hmm. is that the rooms will be increasingly terrifying, and that ultimately, in this case, there's a huge twist which I will not reveal, hmm. which leads which leads us into the series. Um, but what's lovely about it is that you take that that kind of you know you take that idea, which is just one of the creepy pasta stories. And then you th- you start to think about okay well I guess there'll be jump scares and what's room one what's room two, but as is always the case you know Nick Antosca has such a unique vision about this stuff, I mean and I really do I I got I mean it sounds absurd to say but I feel like there's that kind of indie horror genre, <laughs> and I think that Nick is one of the foremost practitioners of it at the moment. Yeah. I mean he really has a way of of looking at horror differently than than I think what we expect and. And No End House is a perfect example of that. And every room in that house is in its way a kind of oddly creepy, terrifying art installation. And it's not about, you know, monsters jumping out of corners or jump scares or it's this very unique thing that Nick spends a whole lot of time thinking about and uh, and putting into practice. Wow. So, you know, it's it's going to be great. I, I it's I again, I think it's really it was wonderfully directed. The performances are amazing. Um it's again. I, I do think it's my favorite of, of the four. Although you know, you never know that can, that can shift. I love Candle yeah. Cove. I thought you did a great job on it last year, and my wife and I enjoyed it. We watched it every week. It was so so yep. good. And oh, cool. and this this one you're doing three. You're right. You're writing three uh, episodes, right? Four. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I wrote. I mean, it's a, it's a while back now, but I think one of the things we do a lot on that show is we write episodes together yeah. um, because it's, it's it's quick. And listen, like I did with Bob Engels back on Tweet on Peaks. Right. So I'm used to that, and so yeah, I think I'm. I think my name's on about three of them. Um, so yeah, there's three of the scripts that I worked on at this set. I mean, the great thing for me is that because I was running the room. I almost feel like my larger contribution is just is, is putting the larger story together. Mm. I mean, that's that's really what my job is on that show. Um, in a way that, for example, it really wasn't on Twin Peaks. Um, it allows me to kind of you know to kind of shape it in ways, and then Nick comes in, and then he reshapes it, and we figure it out. And it was just a great process. I've had so much fun working on that show, and um, and again, I'll be I'll be I'm very eager. I've, I mean, I, I try not to get too. I don't look at cuts because I just want to see it. You know, fresh for the first time, and yeah. that's what I'll be doing next week. Nice, awesome. nice. Yeah, and I want to congratulate you. You're now executive producer. You've got that title now. Yeah. I think that's so awesome. cool. That's so so cool. cool. Yeah, it's a big promotion. I'm yeah. very, I'm thrilled. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you, you don't want to get into next year, but next year's already called Butcher's Block. I mean, that that yes. probably be. Can you even say it probably be around the same time? Or I know yes, we go back I mean, and forth. You know what? You never know. It yeah. it, it, it keeps going back and forth. You know, there's always this, and I'm sure, it, listen, to a certain extent, it will depend on the ratings. Yep. Um, I can tell you right now, I think, like the first one, this one will be very well reviewed, and that's something that the network likes a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I've already read a couple raves that are really great, and, and, and I suspect when that happens, if that's combined with ratings like last time, um, once again, we're going to go through the same thing where it's going to go, well, maybe we should show it in the fall, in the spring as well as the fall. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's a network decision and they kind of flirted with it last time and then didn't. Um, I certainly understand them liking to have, you know, it's like their Halloween, one of their Halloween events every year. So, right. you know, we'll see. But yeah, the third one is, the third one is done. And then, um, Butcher's Block, which I think of the four is, no question, the weirdest one. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> it is completely bonkers. Wow. Um, no in house, I've been watching some of the trailers, and they are so they're like scary. I gotta check intense, them out. But yeah. psychological too. I mean, it definitely seems like they're they're messing with these people, and I, I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to watch it. No, it's 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 a mind scrambler. It's really cool. Yeah. And the and as always, and this and listen, full credit to both sci-fi and. And Universal, you know, they allow us to hire these directors with, you know, who I think in the three cases of our first three seasons, among them, they just directed like two movies and a pilot. Um, In other words, it it was really more about finding people whose aesthetics seemed to match the story and who had a certain kind of vision. And, And Nick is really rigorous about that. I mean, he's really basically curating it in a way. And what's great about it is that they took a leap of faith with us a big leap um, on the first one. And I think because it worked out so well, it was a little easier to say, okay, here's this other guy, a new director. He's going to be fat, you know, and, and they, they're on board. So that's been really nice. Um, it, you know, it helps that we we managed to keep the budget very low. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that affords you a lot of creative freedom. So that's been great. And, and I think you see it on screen. It, I mean, no end house will look like nothing else you'll see on TV, by the way, except maybe Twin Peaks a little bit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick is a, Nick is a huge fan of the show and in fact he was shooting the third one in winnipeg and i would you know i would like i remember texting him after the eighth episode saying this one's gonna blow your mind (laughs) and and he actually said i'm stopping 
because I'm going to come home and binge him. And he literally just sat down and watched like 10 hours in a row. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, he loves it. And that was what we love talking about that. And, and it was, that's why it was so much fun for one of the reasons it was so much fun for us to work together. So, and I, and I look, I, and I never even thought about it, but there are, you can see kind of certain creative influences from Swim Peaks that, that you now see here. And oddly enough, certain things in No End House that almost anticipated the new things that David was doing in three. I mean, I, I, there's an interesting intersection between the shows that, that, that I think is definitely there. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, I definitely recommend yeah. everybody who's uh, listening to check it out. I can't wait to watch oh, oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 it's well worth it. Well, thank you, Harley. Thank you for your time. And, uh, and we'll be looking forward to uh, the next Channel Zero. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'll be watching. I hope you'll be too. Thank you, Harley. And that was an awesome interview. It was so great to bookmark... Um, having him in the beginning of season three and then the ending of season three. Yeah, yeah. It's really special to have him. And, you know, we did this all on purpose. In a week, I, I believe next week, we're going to have Mark Givens back on, and we're going to do the, the end of season three predictions. We're also going to have a special guest. A special guest. He'll keep it a secret. Let's keep it a mystery. Do you want to keep it a mystery? Hashtag right. keep the mystery alive, Ben. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a Twin Peaks actor. How's yes. That? We'll yes. have another Twin Peaks actor on the show next yeah. week. Next week. With Mark Givens from Deer Meadow Radio. His show is on hiatus because he really wanted to enjoy season three without interrupting himself. You know, he really wanted to take it all in. Yeah. So he talks about when his show might be coming back. And we, um, we, we go back into our prediction box and we see who came out the winner. <laughs> Which probably is none of us, none but of us, we'll right? find out next week. Uh, um, so, Ben, right now, T Public, we have one shirt that will be leaving our T Public uh, merch store. It is the Mr. C over the top. It will be leaving come October 1st. Oh, that's a good one. I, I know. Really like that a Very lot. popular. Get it now while you can. You can get a t shirt. You can get other items, stickers, cell phone case, whatever. So go on there right now. It's in the show notes, the link. Also, if you visit www.twinpeaksonwrap.com, that link lives right there. And we're always tweeting. We're shooting on Facebook. Uh, you'll find the link somehow. Yeah. And, you know, Brian, talking about things I want to buy, the Twin yes. Peaks Season 3 DVD came uh, is has been announced. Yeah. By David Lynch himself. By David Lynch himself, December 5th. It's yes. gonna make. We're gonna get it before Christmas. Yeah, that, I'm. I've already canceled Showtime. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't. Want, I was gonna hold on to it, but now that I know this is coming, you're not gonna watch The Affair, or you're not gonna watch. No, it. <laughs> I don't watch anything on Showtime, but Twin Peaks. Um, but no, this is so exciting. Yes, I can't wait to see what's in it. It's clear that I know there's gonna be some, probably some documentaries on the making of. We might get to see your beautiful face on there. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was great to be part of the promos, but they we don't need to see me anymore. No, how cool Ben is if that segment Million to One will be on there and your interview will be forever. My one second. Your one <laughs> second will forever be part of Twin Peaks history. That'd be crazy. How cool is that? Would the 16-year-old version of yourself be jumping for joy <laughs> yes. to know that? Yes. I think I think the 16-year-old um, version of me has been very ecstatic all year long yes. to have gone to the fest to be able to see uh, 2017 Twin Peaks 
to just be a part of the community, it's been exciting. The cover says season three. There's no The Return on there. It's interesting everyone's saying that. Now, we just had Sabrina on last week. Right. But in the interview... What she says is, like, is you know, it, it's like Showtime tacked on the idea of The Return. It was it was never called The Return never. by David Lynch or by anybody else. It was always just called Twin Peaks. And I, Mark Frost had said the same thing. It was never called The Return. The Return. It was just called Twin Peaks. But it was funny for Sabrina to have the script right there. It's like, can you tell if it's, it's on the script? And there was no cover page. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. And, you know... What happened was, I think I, in one of my questions, I referred to it as The Return, and she just stopped me and said, it is not The Return, it's just Twin Peaks. Right. But and then you can say it's season three, right? It's yes. It's just a continuation. We can, we can say it's season three. I mean, I think we all knew that all along, but I think Showtime has a thing called marketing. They have to market a product, and if you if you say The Return, people know, oh, Twin Peaks is coming back? Right. That's cool. But if you just heard Twin Peaks, they're worried about confusion. Now, you know, the diehard fans, yes. they're going to know what's going on, but maybe someone else doesn't. I also think the return is a great, it was a great, because it it did feel like Cooper yes. was returning to the world and it was mm -hmm. a story about his journey. So, I mean, it, it's a good connection yeah. there. I think it was good marketing on Showtime's part. Also, it doesn't say a limited time event because it was a limited time event for Showtime. Right. That event is now over. So, why would that be in the box set? And we don't know. Maybe there could be a fourth season five years from now, six years from now. Maybe. David Lynch talks about, I mean, he was asked, and he said, well, if, if we if we did do another season, it would take a few years to yeah. do it. Maybe Which a movie. Sense. Yeah. Maybe I'll movie. take anything. I'll take know? anything, yeah. I'll take a book. I'll take a movie. I'll take a cartoon. I'll take a comic book. Yeah. And <laughs> it was a limited time event because... This was an event you we we're not going to be like well next summer we get to do it again. Right. It was an event, and we, we all took it as an event. Yeah. I think so many of us yes. fans we tuned in every Sunday. Whereas other shows, you know, I can wait. A, you, both you and I, the months will go by. Oh, years. Years, years will go, go by. by. And it's like, yeah, I wanted to watch that show. And I'm just getting around to it. Uh -huh. Like, I'm, you know, I have a TiVo, a DVR, and I just record stuff. And, you know, maybe next summer I'll yes. get to it or something like that. I mean, it took me five but, years to watch Game of Thrones. But, yeah, so. with Twin Peaks, you had, had to, to watch, watch it. it that day, that night. Yeah. It was must-see TV. Yes. Yeah. So. And what do you think of the cover? I mean, so you have this cover of Mr. C. Mr. C, and the other half is Cooper, and it's one... It makes total sense. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, liked it. Yeah. I, I don't mind Some it. Some people didn't like it. I thought it was a cool cover. Yeah. It actually kind of worked with the whole thing with the Blu-ray box with Laura's yes. face where it's like, oh, I think she she's wrapped in plastic and dead, and then the other one, maybe she's alive. It's a prom kind of, photo. So are you, gonna, are, you, are you getting it as a Christmas present, or are you going to try to get it a I'm day I'm buying one? a day of, Ben. <laughs> no. Midnight release. Midnight release. I right hope there, yes. at the old local Best Buy. Um, so we have a busy few months. We got. We're gonna have next month, uh, Mark Frost book, and we'll in December we'll have the Blu-ray DVD. I mean, yeah. So was, January, well, plenty to talk about. I also did. We haven't talked about uh, the soundtracks. You got two soundtracks for Twin Peaks that came out. Yes, I picked them both up. Um, did you get a chance to get them? I, I so I have Apple Music and so I've been listening to what is available. They don't make them all. I know. So I don't know. I'm trying to wait out and see will they make all the songs available? They will over time, but the problem is I think because it's different artists, uh, Apple Music might not have the rights. You might be able to buy it on iTunes. Yes. It's two separate things. Well, here's the problem like out of sand there. Yeah. Uh, 
I can't buy it unless I buy the whole album. Mm-hmm. So I probably will end up. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love Twin Peaks. Why have I not bought? Yeah. This why yet? are you waiting? I think the only reason I was waiting is well, I already have it part of it on Apple Apple Music, and I keep thinking it'll just become available. But you know what? I probably I really did like Out of Sand. I probably will pick it up soon. As much album. as I love streaming services and I love uh, iTunes and all. I wanted. I will recommend you get the physical CDs for what? both of these. Physical CDs because they're beautiful covers. Yeah. The insert is really nice. Uh. The the CD itself is nice, and you could still get it on iTunes Music for free because you right. pay for the subscription. But at the same time, you can have a nice physical version, and and they're nice to have. I I totally and, recommend. And them. you got both albums. Yes. And I went one place. They only had one copy of The Roadhouse. Uh. Bought it. Then I traveled to another place that was a half an hour away. They had one copy of just, you know, the Badamente and the instrumental stuff. I bought that. And they literally had one copy. Like, I was thinking about you. I'm like, I could get one for Ben if he hadn't gotten one yet. But it was one. That was it. Like, it was so hard to find. Wow. It's hard because CDs are... They're kind of going away. Right. So everybody has rough. devices. Everybody has phones now that yeah. they can just listen to their music. I highly recommend the CDs or the vinyls. Yes. You can get them off Amazon, and you could try to find them at a brick-and-mortar store, but they're tough. Yes. I thought. Anyway, right. I had a so tough I time. So I probably will pick them up. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I just felt like I had half the albums on my... I got them both on yeah. both my phone, so That's I can listen cool. to my car, and I at home... I can crank it up yes. on the CD, and I can get my green glove and start punching <laughs> and have it skip. They really, for Halloween, it'd be really cool, like a Freddy uh, Halloween glove, yes. just a green glove. Yes. Like a Hulk glove. Hulk glove right. I <laughs> love it. Just start punching things. Awesome. So with that being said, we have, we have community feedback, Ben. Ah. Uh, we do, this week. David Davis. He wrote to us on YouTube, so we thank everybody on YouTube. You guys mentioned Nadu slash Diane being in the White Lodge and helping Cooper earlier in the season. I didn't take that as the White Lodge. This is interesting. More of a transportational stop. If Cooper was in the waiting room post-Black Lodge and Diane had been taken to the convenience store, I don't see how they would have met at or got to the White Lodge. Granted, it's purple environment in the bell-looking thing that Nadu flips the switch, the AC-DC switch, is the very least similar to the bell the fireman turns off in Part 8. But I don't think they're one and the same. It may very well be wrong, though. Thank you guys very much for a wonderful podcast to enjoy all summer long. So I kind of I, I kind of agree that this purple place was this transportational area i don't know where it lands in the lodges i mean how do you feel about the purple area i still like to think of it as the white lodge maybe just because it'd be kind of fun to think that we got to see the black lodge in the original series i, I like feel like the white that. lodge was uh where the fireman was I but feel. i feel like that's all one place i'm trying i feel the like- purple place seems like this like weird cube in the middle of space with the remember it was like this and it had it, it, well first it was over water it looked like a castle I and then she jumps I, out and I she was in a different we, place. I swear when we went to see I gotta watch uh, it again. the fireman, we saw the purple place again and then they went in. I swear it was the same mm, purple place. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I mean, I hear what this, uh, this 
person who wrote in is saying it. It is hard to tell. I mean, we don't have any definitive answer about yeah. this, and, and we never is, will. <laughs> and never will. Yeah. And it does. It is hard to say. With uh, is it Nadu? Yeah. Yeah. Why would she be there? How did she get to that spot? It's yeah. Mm. I don't know. You know, I really before my Showtime subscription ends. I really want to watch episodes one, two, and three, and then go right to uh, 16, 17, 18. Like, and just skip the middle part and just see how that flows. Some people are doing that right yeah. now. I, I don't, I, I, the whole syncing of episodes, it's it's wonderful and all. It was interesting, but I don't think it I don't works. buy it a bit. I don't buy it. And Sabrina's and, come out and said. Yeah, Sabrina Sutherland said, no, no, that's not it. I feel like. There's a rhythm. And there's parallels. I mean, yes. you definitely see that in 1718 that there's things that are that are kind of matching and mirroring definitely. each other. Definitely. Yeah. But I don't think the proper way is to watch two episodes synced up. But I'm wondering if you kind of like fold in that middle, get rid of the middle stuff and watch those uh, six episodes, how that would flow. Yeah. Because you know what happens in the middle. We yeah. all know what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, so so in the next week... Blue Rose Magazine will be coming out. I, I got my subscription. I should the Dougie get, subscription. The Dougie subscription. I got that should be coming in the mail. And so when that gets in the mail, we're gonna have that guide for the first ten parts. Yeah, very by cool. John Thorne. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get that guide and I'm just gonna start rewatching from the beginning. So I want to start with part one. Nice. Maybe I, I might even just take it really slow. And just maybe that'll get me up to the DVDs and stuff. Maybe the first ten parts will get me to December. Who knows? Maybe. But you know, like I'll just take it slow and enjoy what John wrote about it, and just yeah. But I understand some people might want to skip around. I mean, yeah. There's so many good parts. Like like David Lynch said, you could watch it all out of order, and yeah. I I kind of feel like maybe you could just take the stuff you want from it. So that being said, please rate. And leave us a review on iTunes. We are we're we're doing very well in iTunes charts. We're still on the top two hundred. We love it. We thank you. We appreciate it. And who knows? Maybe we'll show up in that news and noteworthy area. <laughs> I always look to see if we'll I show up there. I still always wonder if you have to pay for that. Like, do you get? Is that going to be anybody that gets um, that? I don't think you have to pay for. It. I have people I follow on Twitter. Their shows. They yeah, get yeah. A, They'll post. Oh, look at we made nice. it. So maybe. You never know. That'd be cool. Also, we're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate the YouTube comments. Thank you. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. If you want to hear any late-breaking news, please follow us on social media because the moment we hear something, we're posting it, like yes. the release of the DVDs, the soundtrack. So if you want quick news on Twin Peaks, please subscribe to us. Yeah, whether it be you news got Twitter, or I got Facebook. Events, yeah. we, we also try to put up events. If there's things going on related to Twin Peaks events, we'll try to post as well. Yep. And don't forget, we got the merch sales going on right now. We got over the top. Get it now before it's gone March, uh, October 1st. And that being said, Ben, anything else? I think that's it for this week. So we'll be back next week with Mark Gibbons from Dear Metal Radio. And a Twin Peaks actor. Ooh. I